You said something which is, you know, find that thing within you that you can be the best at, the thing that you enjoy, et cetera, et cetera. When I, when I say that to people, they always say to me, but Steve, how? How do I find the thing? How do I find my purpose? Is it just I sit down with myself and make a list? Do I Yeah, I mean, I, found, I literally went through, uh, there's two books, um, Zen and the Art of Making a Living, I would recommend to people. It's still available. And there's a book called um, What Colour Is Your Parachute? And they're quite corporate, both of them. Even Zen and the Art of Making a Living is quite corporate, but it's basically you write essays about yourself and you, you, it's a workbook. It's like a big, chunky workbook. I did both of them. And it kind of, and for me, I kind of then slightly threw it away and went, show business, baby. But it's interesting of like knowing yourself. Like who really knows you? Your friends probably know you. Ask them. Ask them what they think. It's, it's an interesting sort of process to kind of go like, and you could be a ripe old age and this would still apply. Like, do you know who you are, how you're perceived and who you really are, what you feel like? Um, because it's it's that thing where you got like those personality tests online are not dumb to do you know there's that um what's Myers the Briggs or uh, no no the, there's a Jordan Peterson one understanding myself it's like a uh. hundred questions and it tells you things that's that's worth I had a crack at that recently and really enjoyed it like because you get the results and go oh, I agree with that oh, so that's surprising well you know it's it's interesting it's almost like a um a um a horoscope like everyone likes their horoscope right because everyone's a little bit egotistical and like, oh, I wonder what it says about me. And I think those personality tests kind of can be very, very useful for going, well, how are you going to find your edge? What's the thing you enjoy? Is it being with people? Is it on your own? Are you introverted, extroverted? That Myers-Briggs thing might lead you in a direction of going, well, I can't be, I'm not going to be a salesman. Hmm. I'm going to be, and these are jobs we're talking about as opposed to um, something beyond that, like a purpose, a career, uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. Hmm. Um People find that. So I've, do, I've done the Myers-Briggs, I've done this, I've done the Jordan yeah. Peterson test, and it's clear that my passion is X. But I'm in that job, unthinking, as you describe it, and I've got a mortgage to pay, I've got, you know, bills. Well, I mean, that thing of like, I nearly fell into that trap. I was like, the things you own end up owning you. Like, there's nothing you can buy in the mall that you give a fuck about in five years' time. There's nothing. Like, like in the early phase of your life, don't fucking buy anything. Because it's like, it, you know, the things you own end up owning you. Like the payments on a sports car nearly stopped me going into comedy. Because you go, well, what ties you down? If I'd bought a house in, you know, the 90s when I was, you know, working for Shell, it would have been a great investment and I never would have left. Because you're paying that mortgage, you're doing that thing. What do you need? You know, what do, what do you need the money for? What are you using the money for? You know, when you take away the commute and you take away the... Um, the lunch that you're buying and the night out the weekend and a couple of drinks to, you know, because you need some fun. It's, it's, it's amazing how little, when I, first year in comedy, I made literally no money. I mean, literally nothing. First money I got was 80 pounds in cash for going to, driving five hours to Plymouth and back. But I had a little bit saved. I had this like five grand from Shell and I was living at my mum's uh, initially. So it was like, it's fine. I had enough. You know, that, that amazing story about, um, Kurt Vonnegut and uh, Joseph Heller. No. They're at a party in New York and the party's fucking incredible, right? So the guy, it's in the Hamptons, right? So the guy's, he's married to a supermodel. He's got Warhols. He's got Picassos. The house is unbelievable. Like the Wolf of Wall Street party. That incredible, amazing party. Everyone's there. And Kurt Vonnegut, incredible writer, says to Joseph Heller, this guy made more money one day last week than you made out of Catch-22. 
like laughs at him. And Joseph Heller goes, yeah, but I've got something he'll never have. Enough. What's enough? What's enough for you? What's, what's enough? What's the, there's two things going on, right? There's, there's safety and security, right? There's our caveman thing of like going, right, well, I need to, we need to be secure. That's about a bear not attacking, right? We feel pretty secure in our worlds, right? And then scarcity is about, it's another caveman thing of like going, okay, so we need to collect some stuff because winter is coming. So we need some, we need some coin. We need a little bit of gold to take care of us. How much is enough? I mean, there's going to be a trillionaire. Next five years, there's going to be someone's going to be a trillionaire. It's going to be in the news. You know why? Because a billion wasn't enough. And the millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires, but they're working for money. The money is the, is the important thing. It's the, that's what, that's the whole center of their being. It's interesting because as I reflect on my childhood, I was clearly the, one of the big drivers for my success was insecurity. Broke mm. family, black kid in an all white school. Um, parents were never in the house. So I'm going to school every day with fucking stained trousers and stained t-shirts and no money. So like this, this deep insecurity must've been in, like sort of burnt into me that like, if you get money, Steve, then you won't feel ashamed anymore. It's, it's interesting. I think it's a really interesting point because as someone that lost their faith, hmm. um, I think fame and fortune are the secular heaven. Like we yeah, get rich and famous sure. and everything's okay. Yeah. There's no problems when you're rich and famous. That's what I thought. Everything's fine. Well, of course, because it is like a, if you think about like legacy now becomes the afterlife yeah. and fame and fortune become uh, the, the recognition of people that we don't know becomes a type of heaven. So I think that's a, it's a perfectly rational thing to, to you know, are you moving towards something or away from something? Well, in an ideal world, it's kind of a mix of the two. And at what stage do you personally, and I think probably if I was, I'm not a psychotherapist, but I would say you need to build some ritual around it. And I'm sure you did when you sold your company or left, but mm. build some ritual, have a trip, do something shamanic and go, we did it. We're okay. We have enough. Yeah. And now focus on towards something. Yeah. But that's like that part of your life is kind of over now, right? Mm. It's like, the the what was that thing for you what was the trying to, trying to trying to escape pain and get to a point of i guess freedom and freedom is a very psychological thing it's the freedom yeah. from shame freedom from not being able to freedom from having to do things you don't want to do yeah. and i think really freedom from shame i think that's probably at the very heart of it oh, that's i think that's what it is it's very deep man because it's it, yeah. it's that thing where you go i feel um empathetic towards the younger you. That's like mm. a tough thing to have to go through. Mm. But you go, it's kind of great. It's kind of great. Look at what look at how far you got mm. on away from. Yeah. Without even the towards. Without yeah. even the amazing kind of, you know, and it's it's like, well what next? That's a it's a sad story. But then you 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 look at people that got given everything and have done nothing mm. because they had no sense of purpose. They had no fire under them. They had no, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of an inspiring story. But then it's, you know, there's no, I suppose it's like, what, what's going to motivate you next? What's going to be the thing that you go, you know, what do I want to do? And this is exactly it. So you think about how important purpose is for people to feel stabilized and fulfilled, et cetera, as we've talked about earlier. And then you think about these people that are, they're striving for 
a million, a billion, a trillion. Well, think about what a midlife crisis is, right? So I talk a lot about midlife crisis in the book and you go, well, midlife crisis is someone that's found their purpose and they've done their thing and then they've gone, is this it? Yeah. Is this it? And then they want something like excitement. So what do they buy? Sports car. Is it exciting? I don't fucking know. I mean, maybe. I mean, if you're super into cars, I guess it's good. But like, on, it's all advertising speaks to this, right? I know I'm right because all advertising ever is about, it's no longer about the functionality of the product. It's about the, well, what what, what do you want? You want to, you want to feel like- uh, Self-esteem. Like self-esteem? Great. Rolls Royce. You want excitement? We've got Ferraris for you. Mm. You want to get your dicks up? We've got a Porsche. Whatever the thing is, the, the, you know, you've got that- <laughs> That that kind of, there's a different one and they're playing on different emotions. And I think being aware of, I mean, I come back to it all the time. What do you want is the fundamental question. Like in any scenario, when you sit down to eat, what do you want? What do you want from life? What, what do you want? What's what's the thing that you want? And often it's it's often asking that question multiple times because the first answer tends to be- Bullshit. Well, I think wishing wells work. Right, but they don't work when you think they work. It's nothing, to, there's no magic. The magic is, if there is any, knowing what to wish for, knowing what that thing is. You know, because someone says, oh, I want a million pounds. You go, you don't know what you fucking want. You want tokens for things that you might want in the future. What do you want? What are you doing? What are you trying to be? Who, who, who are you trying to become? You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud so you can access it from anywhere and the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode.